Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with 
the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and follow us on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio. You can also find us on Gab and Gitter. And our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find my books, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, behind-the-scenes content through Patreon, and our t-shirts, all at www.thesecretteachings.info. There's also the free show archive that a lot of you are taking advantage of. I appreciate that. I'm glad you're enjoying the show, and I really appreciate all of the emails that I receive every night every day, all throughout the weeks and the months of every year, letting us know what you think about what we talk about here on The Secret Teachings. You can also, of course, send us emails letting us know of topics you'd like to hear about. And if we've already discussed them, we will guide you to a uh, past show. Uh, For example, I've been asked a lot about the Tataria theory, and we've done a show on that, so it's in the archive. It's not something I really want to talk about again, but it is in the archive if you want to go back and listen to that show thesecretteachings.info. However, those shows do have advertisements from outside sources, so if you'd like to get rid of those advertisements, I can get you a private RSS feed that you can plug into your phone, access to all the shows, all the montages, and my digital books, and when the show is pre-recorded, you get early access to the show. So check every day. The show is pre-recorded. You'll get access to the show earlier in the day than when it airs later on in the evening, www.thesecretteachings.info. And if you don't support us, if you don't buy a book, if you don't subscribe, we're not going to be on air anymore. And I say that over and over, but people tend to buy books and subscribe, so we are here on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week. Last night is one of my favorite themes and topics to discuss. I love discussing symbols. I love discussing the esoteric. I love discussing the occult. And I love doing it in opposition to the popularity of such a topic today. What I mean by that is you go to the store and you go to a bookstore in particular and you see that they have an occult or esoteric book section. If you go to a regular Barnes & Noble type bookstore, they have like an ancient history or ancient mystery section. That's where they put all the occult books, and they put Graham Hancock for some reason in that section, which I never understood. Graham Hancock should be in the history section. It's better than most history books you'll read. But you go to a used bookstore, and they have usually a section on witchcraft or herbs and crystals. And I went to a bookstore last night, 
and I walk in, and there's this little magical section in the front. And they they did have some good books. They had a book on the Golden Dawn, and they had a book on herbs, and they had a book on crystals. There's a book on mushrooms, and then they had a book a book on sex magic, and that always concerns me. And then they had another book with Aleister Crowley, who was a big proponent of sex magic. And I walk around the corner. I didn't go into the bookstore to look at these kinds of books. I just kind of walked in to, I wanted to see what kind of movies they had actually. So, because it's, they have movies and all kinds of other stuff at this bookstore. So I walk around and I go over to the esoteric section, quote unquote, and I'm looking through it. And I saw that they had um, the book Abramel and the Mage. And uh, I remembered, you know, that it's a good book. That's what Aleister Crowley used. But I, I, I'm nervous when I see stuff like that because I think people are probably going to pick that kind of thing up. I mean, I know this for sure. I've seen so many people looking for Aleister Crowley books, looking for books on sex magic. I mean, it's bad enough if you do magic specifically to get something for yourself. That's usually defined as pretty dark. That's usually defined as black. There's a gray area but that's usually defined as pretty dark, especially if you're using other people to get what you want. That's usually an indicator that it's not so white. So I'm looking at these books, and I'm seeing Sex Magic, I'm seeing Aleister Crowley, I'm seeing all this stuff. And, you know, I've said before, and I do do it, like I'll, if I see an Aleister Crowley book, I replace it on the, the display with something else. I don't know what it is. I'll grab... Uh, an Alice Bailey book, if they have one, I'll grab uh, maybe a Graham Hancock book, a Jim Mars book. I mean, I'll grab something else that isn't like when I open it up, it's telling me what what I need to do. And it's not just Aleister Crowley. It's just books that are like what I need to do to, to bind a Republican, what I need to do to get rid of the white people that are around me. It's just weird things that are, by definition, black magic. It's just hateful. It's spiteful. It's it's gross. So I always flip those books around. And I find it interesting, when I go to these bookstores uh, here in Tucson, there's a place called Bookman's, there's like four locations. They have these t-shirts there that say, censorship is the assassination of an idea. And I find that to be bizarre every time I see it. Because this bookstore is one of the most left-leaning, radical places that you could find in the city of Tucson. Most bookstores are like that. They don't like free speech in places like this. They don't like people to have an opinion. They like their opinion. They have signs up that are officially part of the store's, I guess you could say, policy and belief system. They have the classic science is real, BLM, all the talking points. Now, that doesn't mean I want to shop at a conservative bookstore. God, I wouldn't want to do that. It shouldn't be conservative or liberal, though. It should just be, we have books. Come learn. And it's not that, you know, there's necessarily some kind of, uh, you know, censor at the door telling you what you can and can't buy. But when you look at the the slogans that, that the store promotes, it always gets me. They All the slogans, all the typical left-leaning radical slogans that are just ultimately Marxist and communist in nature, and yet then they have a shirt that censorship is the assassination of an idea. And it must be a popular shirt. It's been there for years. When I lived here three, four years ago, they, that same shirt was there. I mean, not the exact same shirt, but they had the, same, they had the shirt. They also have like bookmarks and things like that. 
And, uh, you know, of course, through my generation, what, what I've learned since I was 18 years old, and what most of you know, is that some people want there to be restriction on speech if it is not in alignment with their beliefs or their viewpoints. Now, obviously, not everybody thinks that. But it seems that a new generation, the generation growing up right now, the teenagers and the very young adults in their early 20s, it seems to be that if you would look through the lens of social media, what you're going to find is that people believe that free speech is their speech. And they don't know that free speech is everybody's speech. And although you have a right to speak freely, you don't have a right to, whether it's on social media or out in public, you don't have a right to show pornographic images or snuff videos. You don't have a right to call for violence. But you do have a right to pretty much say whatever you want, including things that are very offensive. I mean, if I'm here on radio and I say a, a quote-unquote curse word that the FCC doesn't like if it's going out over terrestrial, like we are in Pahrumpt, Nevada, then obviously that station can be fined, and that's not good. But that's not really censorship of my ideas. That's more so a, a matter of decency and responsibility as a, as a broadcaster. I have a responsibility as a broadcaster to bring you things that are not disinformation, that are not misinformation, that are not misleading. I have a duty to bring to you things that are, to the best of my ability, honest, raw, and truthful. And I find it disturbing that we have so many people in our society that really, truly, honestly think free speech is their speech when it's everybody's speech. And it's not meant to protect popular speech. It's meant to protect unpopular speech. That's what free speech is. So, when we start talking about free speech and we start talking about things like internet censorship, there's a trend today. And, you know, I'll admit that I'm not, I'm not tech savvy. Okay. So I'm not into cryptocurrency. I'm not into really even researching or being that, you know, informed. I just don't care in, in terms of cryptocurrency and blockchain I do know quite a bit about cryptocurrency. I just don't really care about cryptocurrency. And what concerns me about cryptocurrency in regards to censorship is that cryptocurrency is a totally digital currency. I know it's supposed to, I know people are probably pulling their hair out, but you don't understand it's decentralized and there's blockchain. I don't, I don't care. My concern is I want my money to be physical in my hands. Why? Because I don't care if it's a Bitcoin, a dog coin, or it's little digits on a computer screen. When a corporation or when a government decides that they don't like my speech, they turn off my currency. And I don't care how many Bitcoins you have. I don't care if you're a Bitcoin millionaire. Not a cash money millionaire, you're a Bitcoin millionaire. I don't care how many Bitcoins you have. That stuff is done through the internet. That stuff is done on a digital platform. It doesn't matter how good your cryptocurrency is. If government or a corporation decides you have done something they do not like, they shut off the cryptocurrency. They shut off the internet. They disconnect you from the digital environment. 
And it's concerning to me because for years, you know, I used to go, there was this little cafe in Orlando, Florida called Dandelion. And I used to go to this cafe all the time. Really the only friends I had when I lived in Orlando because it was the only place I went was this little cafe. And sometimes they'd have meetup groups there or other places in in Orlando. And I'd go to these meetup groups. And this was like 2012, 13, 14. And I would uh, go to these meetup groups where people would get together and they would talk about the Federal Reserve. They would talk about fiat currency, chemtrails even. I mean, it was there were a lot of different groups that got together for a variety of different reasons. And uh, I was actually kicked out of a lot of those groups. But I went to some of those groups, long stories, but I went to some of those groups and, and people were, they knew what the Federal Reserve was. They knew about fiat currency. They knew about putting $10 in the bank and the bank loaning out $11. And then when the person takes the $11 loan, they put that back into the bank. Then the bank can loan out $11 plus another 10%. So they can loan out 10% more of what's deposited. And then that can be loaned out and so on and so forth. So it creates stuff that's not there. It's literally created out of thin air. It doesn't exist. And the more you do that, plus the more money you print, obviously that's going to create inflation. That's going to devalue the currency and it's going to cause an inflation of prices for the products that you buy. Now, I thought that was economics 101. I thought that was simple to understand. And yet I look around every day, and I see news stories, I see the White House, I see people that believe that we should have war in order to have not only peace, but in order to have a robust economy. We should break the window so we have somebody to pay to fix the window, as, as if that makes some kind of sense. So when I'm thinking about, you know, a cryptocurrency, I'm thinking about things like what happened in Canada a few months ago. Does anybody remember that? Or did we just forget about what happened in Canada, where the Canadian government said, you don't get food, you don't get gas, you can't use your own money until you stop protesting what the government is doing. And they shut off your bank. Oh, cryptocurrency is different. Well, fine. Cryptocurrency might be different, but you still need to access the internet to utilize it. As far as I understand, you can't print out cryptocurrency onto a piece of paper, put it in a wallet, and take it to the store and buy something with a piece of paper that says, I have this many bitcoins. It doesn't work that way. So they can shut it off. Just like that, the snap of a finger. They can shut it off. That's not a good thing. I don't trust that. I don't trust it when it's the Federal Reserve. I don't care how decentralized it is. I don't trust it when it's cryptocurrency. I don't trust it when it's Bitcoin. Because if you say something, if you do something, if you're a part of something that government doesn't like, it can be shut off instantly. And that is not, by any definition, a more free and decentralized form of currency. And it relates to censorship because whether it's your voice or it's your money, which is also your voice. I mean, it's energy that you exert to acquire this, this tool, this facilitator that we call money. It is something that you can use to, well, vote with your dollar, right? So it's, it's a powerful tool, and it's an extension of your voice. And I don't trust digital currency for that reason. Because it can be turned off just like all other forms of digital currency. 
And at one point, maybe in the last 10 years, people used to be concerned about digital currency. They used to be concerned about things like censorship. Now, digital currency is the solution. And people used to be concerned with having a cashless society. And now all those people want a cashless society because they think that it's, it's some oppositional force to big banks. I mean, if you made a million dollars with Bitcoin, great, you made a million dollars. I sit here on less than $1,000 a month. Maybe I'm stupid, but I still don't trust it. You could give me a million dollars right now. I would still not trust Bitcoin. I don't trust digital things. I don't trust digital assets. I want the physical asset in my hand. Why? Well, because I like to read, and I've read a lot on the internet when I've seen news articles that say, remember this story? about 1984 or other similar books just being deleted off of people's digital devices. Remember the digital book burning a couple of years ago where Amazon or other facilities, they just deleted books because they didn't like the digital versions of those books any more than they like the paper versions of those books. So they just digitally burn the books. They get rid of them Fahrenheit 451 on a digital platform. So no, I want the paper book because if I buy a paper book, Wherever I buy that paper book from can't just decide we don't want Ryan reading that and delete it from my library. You have to come pry that book out of my cold, dead hands in order to get that book and burn it. I want the physical book. I want the physical cash because I am a human being who is free to make decisions for myself. And I don't need big corporations and government turning off my book, turning off my currency or turning off my ability to speak freely. So this is, a, this is a concern for me. These are all concerns for me. Some of you probably remember just a few weeks ago. It was four days before Elon Musk purchased Twitter. Barack Obama, current president, former president, gave a speech at Stanford at the Cyber Policy Center. And he was talking about social media and was discussing how social media is a window into a lot of different things, into a lot of different worlds. And social media can be a very dangerous thing because it's riddled with not only cat videos, but misogyny and racism. And I'll let you go ahead and listen to what Barack Obama had to say. Four days before Elon Musk bought Twitter, and then right after Elon Musk bought Twitter, here comes the Department of Homeland Security with a disinformation governance board And now, as of a few days ago, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that the Justice Department is opening up another new office, that's the DOJ, to address environmental justice. It will be called the Office of Environmental Justice. So not only do we have the Disinformation Governance Board, we also have the Office of Environmental Justice. This is getting very, very strange very, very quickly. Here's what Barack Obama had to say about disinformation and the internet. Information. For more and more of us, search and social media platforms aren't just our window into the internet. They serve as our primary source of news and information. No one tells us that the window is blurred, subject to unseen distortions and subtle manipulations. All we see is a constant feed of content where useful, factual information and happy diversions, and cat videos, (laughs) flow alongside lies, conspiracy theories, 
junk science, quackery, white supremacist, racist tracks, misogynist screeds. And over time, we lose our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, and wholesale fiction. Tech platforms need to accept that they play a unique role in how we as a people and, and people around the world are consuming information and that their decisions have an impact on every aspect of society. With that power comes accountability. And in democracies like ours, at least, the need for some democratic oversight. As citizens, we have to take it upon ourselves to become better consumers of news, looking at sources, thinking before we share, and teaching our kids to become critical thinkers who know how to evaluate sources and separate opinion from fact. Now, that is a statement with Barack Obama I agree with. We need to teach our kids to be critical thinkers, to separate opinions from facts. The problem is, and I've said this for years, we've turned opinions into facts, and we've basically taken a, a fact and we've relegated it to the position of an opinion if it's expressed by somebody that because of the color of their tie or because of the holy book they read, we disagree with them. But the idea that disinformation, misinformation, racism and sexism and all these other things are blurring the window into the realms of news and reality, it is a true statement. But when you're referring to what is a fact, like vaccines, for example, are safe and effective, and we're told that for months and months and years, and then suddenly Johnson & Johnson announced this was a day, this was yesterday, I believe, CBS News, Johnson & Johnson has halted production of single-dose COVID-19 vaccine. Why? Because of life-threatening blood clots. So not so safe and effective. And it doesn't matter what you think of vaccines. What matters is that was a fact until yesterday, that it was safe and effective. Now we're told actually they are known to cause blood clots. I mean, we've known that for months and months and months, but now the public has been informed of that, and you can't get Johnson & Johnson anymore. They're going to shut down production of those vaccines because they're not actually safe and effective. So that fact now has become basically an opinion, worthless. So what is a fact? What is an opinion? What is the truth? The blurring of those lines on social media is not always unintentional and a byproduct of open discussion and letting information just flow. Sometimes it's intentionally muddied. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We're going to talk about that, the Disinformation Board, and the Office of Environmental Justice tonight on The Secret Teachings. Stay with us. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK, Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. I'd like to welcome all of you listening on 98.1 KPFV, Pahrump, Nevada. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Secret Teachings. All of you listening on The Fringe FM, we welcome you as well. And those of you listening on Ghost 99 Radio, thank you for tuning in to The Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. The Department of Justice has announced a new office to enforce laws around climate. It is the Office of Environmental Justice, and it will be part of the Department of Justice. This was announced by Attorney General Merrick Garland last week. The Justice Department is opening up a new office aimed at addressing the Department's environmental justice efforts. Now, This comes just a few days after the Department of Homeland Security opened their Disinformation Governance Board. People have been calling it the Ministry of Truth, but it's actually a Disinformation Governance Board. And although I understand it's tongue-in-cheek and it's a reference to Orwell, I do get that it can be very misleading if people walk around believing that the government literally created in the DHS a Ministry of Truth. I've had people ask me that, honestly. Honestly. 
And I didn't know at first. I had to go look up what this thing was. Is this really called the Ministry of Truth? And no, it's actually called the Disinformation Governance Board. Of course, it's basically the Ministry of Truth. It's basically doublespeak. It's a Disinformation Governance Board, but it plays the same role as a Ministry of Truth. So the DOJ and the DHS now both have new branches, new offices to combat one through the DHS disinformation with basically like a Politburo board. And two, the Department of Justice has the Office of Environmental Justice, which we're going to get into here in a second. And that Environmental Justice Office is going to serve as the, quote, central hub. This is according to the Attorney General Merrick Garland central hub for our efforts to advance our comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Talk about circular speaking. Talk about Orwellian language. What does the Office of Environmental Justice do, Attorney General? And he says, it will serve as the central hub for our efforts to advance our comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. What's the office? It'll be an office to advance our strategy. What does it do? It'll advance our strategy. What's the strategy? It's something that we need for environmental justice. Totally talking in a circle. All right, totally talking in a circle. And as a result of the so-called Ministry of Truth, the DGB, Disinformation Governance Board, a coalition of 20 states and their attorney generals have come together to urge the White House to disband this Disinformation Governance Board. And if they don't disband it, this 20-state coalition led by Virginia Attorney General Jason Miyares said that the states will begin to pursue legal action against the White House for having zero authority to create such a board. So that is some of the information that if you put it together, you recognize that there are actively people right now in our government who are actively involved in utilizing powerful government branches to create what amount to internal ministries to regulate environment because Congress has done very little to pass climate change, new Green Deal laws. And so they just want to go now to the individual agencies, create little tiny offices that they can administer their agenda through. And when you ask them, what does this office do? They say, well, it it advances our comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. When you start hearing things like environmental justice, you hear words like justice, justice, even if they're coming from the Justice Department. It's just like hearing the word sustainability. When you think of sustainability, you should think, huh, sustainability. That sounds like a Green New Deal. That sounds like ending the usage of energy, which they're doing in Italy, and they're saying that they're siphoning energy for Ukraine. In Europe, they're telling people to take less showers so that water and the energy can be preserved for Ukraine. That's literal. That's what one of the heads of the EU told the European Union countries. So you don't get energy. Your food costs go up. Your cost of living goes up. Life becomes overall more difficult. That's sustainability. Sustainability means a handful of mega corporations and mega banks get to decide where you travel, if you can travel. 
They get to decide under the guise of environment if you can go see your family. What was under the guise of a disease is now an issue of climate. Well, you probably shouldn't have more kids. You probably shouldn't have any kids. In fact, the family should be eliminated. And that's when the Green New Deal starts to turn very red. You know, it's not orange is the new black. It's green is the new red. Actually, it's the old red because environmental issues were used by communists for the last hundred years. And the green movement is very red. So that green environmental New Deal stuff starts to seep into other areas. We can't have people saying things like there's actually more polar bears today than there were 30 years ago because that's disinformation. It doesn't matter if it's a fact. It's disinformation because it is in disagreement with the official narrative. And that's really what this is all about. For years, I've said that facts have become opinions. Opinions have become facts. If an accredited person says something and it's just an opinion, it becomes a fact. But if someone who is not accredited by a big institution or by a media outlet and they say something that is a fact, they could take it from a government source even, that fact becomes an opinion because they are not accredited by the state. And by state, I just mean the overarching control structure, whatever that is, corporate, banking, government, whatever, the overarching control structure. And that overarching control structure has a narrative. Their narrative is there's too much disinformation. Now, in Orwellian, that translates as there are too many people asking questions about what we're doing, too many people catching on to the ruse, so we need to censor, we need to mislead, we need to disinform people. How do we do that? Well, we call what they're doing disinformation because they invert reality. Same thing with environmental issues. We can't get Congress to pass laws because Congress can't agree on spending trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars that isn't going to go into their pocket, trillions and trillions of dollars to tear down all of our infrastructure and rebuild it because that's somehow practical. And since Congress won't pass a law, we'll just bypass Congress. And you're hearing a lot of that happening. You're hearing a lot of that happening. Bernie Sanders said, we read this on Twitter last week, Bernie Sanders said about abortion, doesn't matter what you think about abortion, Bernie Sanders said, if we can't get Congress, for those of you who don't know, we have a a dual legislature. We have House of Representatives based on the population of a state, and then we have a Senate. Each state gets two senators. That's the division of power. So if Congress, Bernie Sanders said, cannot pass a law that ensures Roe v. Wade stands, we just need to bypass Congress. And for a senator to make a statement like that, he's saying bypass my power by doing what? By just making the law anyway. Well, who gets to make that law, Bernie Sanders? You? By, by ending the filibuster because the Senate doesn't have enough Democrats to vote on making Roe v. Wade a, a law, then what happens is you just void the typical congressional process and make it a law by forcing it. Who, who does that? Who does that? One individual has to have the authority to do that, which is what a lot of people have been calling on Joe Biden to do, right? Joe Biden's been in the news as, you know, having a very mighty pen 
and environmental groups have just said, screw Congress. Joe Biden can just start signing executive orders. He can sign the Green New Deal. And he can make racism illegal. You know, stupid stuff like that. We can't get Congress to pass a law, which is the whole point of Congress anyway, by the way, not only to pass a law, but to pass good laws and to make the process slow so knee-jerk reactions aren't a commonality. So we're hearing calls for the president just to use his pen to do what radicals want Congress to do but won't do because even people in Congress who are Democrat or Republican, they choose to not support those more radical agendas. Even some of the people on you know the other side of the aisle that you would normally think would be radical that aren't. I mean, Joe Manchin, for example. Look at the, 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 the hatred that man has, has obtained because he refused to go along with the Green New Deal, basically. The big build back, better infrastructure, trillion dollar, bankrupt everybody bill. And he was a Democrat. So it's not about one or the other. So they want Biden just to sign executive orders left and right because they can't get laws passed. Bernie Sanders wants to just override the Senate. By the way, he's a senator. He wants to override the power of the Senate to get his agenda passed. That's called overthrowing the government. As far as I'm concerned, a statement like that is treason. Bernie Sanders should be investigated for that. People like Cortez say the same thing. And then we have the White House, which has suggested time and time again, as well as other groups have, and even the media has, that since the Supreme Court doesn't always vote the way that the White House wants them to vote, which isn't their job, they're supposed to determine things based on the, the Constitution. That's their literal only job, and people are outside the Supreme Court last week chanting, hey, hey, ho, ho, fascist scum has got to go. They're the, they're the least fascist agency group judges court in the world. They're supposed to be anyway. They're not fascists. They're literally tasked with one thing, determining the constitutionality of the cases brought before them. And people are saying, well, since they don't vote the way we want them to vote, kick them all out and just put more Supreme Court justices on the court. Well, that's literally what Stalin and Hitler did. So pack the Supreme Court and circumvent the legislature. That basically means overthrow the government and use the shell of the government as the, as the strong man to carry out your agendas that otherwise are so unpopular that you can't even get the masses of zombies to collectively support them in a democratic process. That tells you something about the so-called leaders that we have. And it's not just on the left, by the way. It's on the right as well. People like Mitt Romney, trash. Mitch, Mitch McConnell, trash. AOC trash, Bernie Sanders trash. Most of these people are trash. There are some that aren't trash, though, like Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. He's not trash. He gets the score. He knows what's going on. Senator Rand Paul went viral for his discussion with Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Secretary, over the disinformation board and said that he, don't, he doesn't trust the government to tell us what the truth is. And I don't either. Because debate in a free market of ideas solves problems and leads to new solutions, developments. Censorship, even implying censorship, 
is an effort to stifle growth and control thought, which is precisely what the green is the new red movement is really all about. Here is Senator Rand Paul. Do we have policies? Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? But here's the to problem. Ensure, we can't even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? Legally, I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want you guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine... You know, speech by traffickers is disinformation. You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? You can't even admit what the truth is with the Steele dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Government is largely disseminating disinformation. All the time, government is disseminating disinformation. We heard government disseminate disinformation for four years under Trump. We also heard certain forms of media disseminate disinformation for four years under Obama. I didn't like Obama, but if you listen to what the right said about Obama, half the time it was made up nonsense. Again, I don't like Obama, but some of the things people say about Obama are just not true. Some of the things people said about Bush weren't true. Bush was a piece of trash too. Some of the stuff people even say about Clinton is untrue. Doesn't mean I like Bill Clinton. Doesn't mean I like Hillary Clinton. This is the problem. With both right-wing and left-wing media, this is the problem with the rabid, radical left and right in government, is that you don't have many people that are able to, like Rand Paul just did, take a deep breath and say, you can't even determine what disinformation is. You can't define disinformation. And that's what we've been saying here on The Secret Teachings. You can't define what disinformation is. So Obama can stand at Stanford University, at the Cyber Policy Center, and he can tell you that nobody is going to inform you that the windows into the Internet, that although they're a primary source of news and information, that they're blurred. And they're subject to unseen distortions and subtle manipulations. And they're filled with lies and conspiracy theories and junk science and quackery and white supremacy and racist tracks and misogynist screeds. Obama said, and over time we lose our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, and wholesale fiction, or maybe we just stop caring. Here's Barack Obama. It's our primary source of news and information. No one tells us that the window is blurred, subject to unseen distortions and subtle manipulations. All we see is a constant feed of content where useful, factual information and happy diversions, and cat videos. (laughs) Flow alongside lies, conspiracy theories, junk science, quackery, white supremacist racist tracks, misogynist screeds. And over time, we lose our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, 
and wholesale fiction. So what is a fact and what is an opinion? Because for about a year and a half, we were told that all vaccines are totally safe and effective. And now we're being informed that Johnson & Johnson, although we knew that the Johnson & Johnson shots called, uh, caused blood clots, Johnson & Johnson has halted production of their single-dose COVID-19 vaccine. They don't tell you why in the headline, so you'd have to actually read it. And if you read it, it says, life-threatening blood clots. Now, that was obvious. You could figure that out at the very beginning when major news outlets were publishing Johnson & Johnson causing blood clots. But now we're being told, CBS News and others, and according to the New York Times, Johnson & Johnson has halted production of its single-dose COVID-19 vaccine. If you're just tuning in and you're hearing that statement, you might, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're thinking, hey, this is another show about COVID-19. It's not. It's just, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is quackery. What exactly is disinformation? What is junk science? Because Barack Obama implies that junk science, quackery, conspiracy theories, lies, he implies those things at his Stanford talk are basically things that are in opposition to the status quo, the NIH, the CDC, et cetera, et cetera, the White House, et cetera. But we were told time and time again, every night on the news, and of course by the president himself, Joe Biden, if you get a vaccine, you can't get sick. You get a vaccine, you can take your mask off. None of that's true, of course. There are people with four vaccines and two masks on social distancing and quarantining who are still testing positive for COVID-19 because it's not a disease. It's a particle, and it doesn't make you sick. It's a particle. It's probably more akin to an artifact under an electron microscope. Doesn't protect you, vaccines and masks, but that doesn't matter. What is junk science then? What is a conspiracy theory then? What is quackery then? Is it junk science and quackery to say that Johnson & Johnson vaccines cause blood clots? It can't, it can't be anti-science because scientists found, doctors found, physicians found that once you get the Johnson & Johnson shot, blood clot is a side effect. If you read the thousands and thousands of pages, which I have not, but if you read the hundreds of thousands of pages that have been dumped based on the order of a federal judge from the FDA and Pfizer, you can read page after 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 page of side effects. But if you were to talk about those on your radio show or to post that on social media, the bots and the censors would say, no, 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 that's quackery, junk science, conspiracy theory, even if it comes directly from the FDA and Pfizer. So I go back to the question, what is disinformation? What is quackery? How can we have an argument, a discussion on something like censorship when we can't even define what disinformation is? And that's the whole point. We can't define it. Nobody can define it. It's not just actively disinforming people by subtly manipulating them and intentionally distorting them in unseen ways as Barack Obama suggested. What it is, is creating doubt. What it is, is not allowing people to ask questions. That's the real issue. 
It's not even so much about the information. It's about asking questions because when we ask questions, especially when we ask questions of powerful people, powerful people get scared when they're not doing the right thing. And powerful people who are scared do even more scary things. They lash out and they want to censor people from asking them about things they've been involved in, about crimes or whatever it might be. Therefore, free speech and the preservation of free speech is necessary in order to maintain any amount or any level of freedom in any society, democratic or not. You must have free speech of unpopular speech so long as you don't call for violence. But they've even distorted what that means. They call a peaceful protest a riot and a riot a peaceful protest. I had somebody say to me, I was talking about Governor DeSantis because I, I follow what he does in Florida because I'm from Florida originally. And I kind of miss Florida. It's just too humid there to live. And I was talking to somebody, it was like a year ago, about DeSantis and how they passed an anti-riot law. And somebody said to me, don't you think that erodes people's constitutional right to protest? And I said, what don't you understand about the word riot? <laughs> it's a riot. It's different than a protest. That famous... Uh, Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd, who he was actually at the signing of the bill with the governor there in Florida. And he's like, some people are slow learners. This is a riot. And he holds up a picture. This is a protest. And he brings up another picture. That's how people need to have this brought to their attention. That's a riot. That's a protest. A riot is breaking windows and spray painting things and turning over police cars and burning buildings down and the police being told to stand down. And a protest are people holding signs saying, we support Donald Trump. That's a protest. A protest are people peacefully holding signs saying, we don't want Roe versus Wade overturned. A riot and violence is when clinics are attacked by anti-abortion advocates or churches are attacked by pro-abortion advocates. Both have happened. That's violence. That should be prosecutable but the reality is that's rarely the case except when the state determines that a protester that they call a rioter needs to be held in solitary confinement as they have many of the january 6 protesters slash rioters but people that burn buildings and attack people on the street as members of antifa and they are 100 percent terrorists they get to continue to walk free because they are the military arm. They are the paramilitary arm. I don't want to say the Democratic Party, but they are the paramilitary arm of the, of the Marxist, communist, fascist, jackbooted, Gestapo scum. And you can see versions of that in government with people like Bernie Sanders calling to just, as a senator, just overturn how Congress conducts itself. Just void how Congress conducts itself so we can just forcibly pass laws without having congressional voting. And people calling on Joe Biden to just sign executive orders to, to make laws because Congress doesn't have enough votes for one party in the Senate. And calling to pack the Supreme Court. That is literally infiltrating all three branches of government. Override the legislature, 
use the executive authority to just do whatever you want to do, and then pack the court to support the unconstitutional acts of the authoritative executive branch. Giving all the power to the executive, putting the judicial second and the legislative last when it should be the other way around. It's legislative, then it's judicial, then it's executive. They're inverting and distorting and manipulating the way in which our government is supposed to work. And they're doing it through emotion, through hysteria, and through confusion and through doubt, just like the tobacco industry did. Doubt is our product, they said. They want you to doubt reality. Doubt what you're reading. Doubt what you're seeing. And when people say things you don't like, they use that motivation. They use that, that, that anger, that frustration that people have and say, well, that's disinformation. We can censor that so you don't see that anymore. When what they really want to do is prevent people from communicating, prevent discourse, and that doesn't lead us anywhere good. No good people have ever censored people in the history of the world. Bad people do that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Check out our website, thesecretteachings.info. Grab a copy of one of my books. Please go check them out. Lots of great reviews by other authors and radio hosts. Subscribe to our archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. There's more after this. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. 
You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening as we broadcast around the world. If you're listening in the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info, welcome to the broadcast. Please leave us a review if you're listening on one of the radio or podcast players like Apple Podcasts, for example. Let us know what you think of the show. Let others know what you think of the show. Just takes a second, and I'd really appreciate it. It's actually taken us a lot of time, many years, to put the show on all these different platforms and set up the show for things like donations. It took me like seven years to, well, six years, I think, to start asking for donations or even, you know, selling books. It, I used to just do this totally for free until I realized, well, if I'm going to do this professionally, I can't do this and not make any money. So I have to sell my books. I have to have people subscribe to the archive. We have to monetize the free archive if you're not paying for the unmonetized archive because we can't stay on air if you don't subscribe. You can't stay on air if you, know, if you don't buy a book. We, 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 we're not here. And as I always tell you, we make like 600 to $1,000 a month. Not a lot of money, right? Hardly anything. Some people can get on YouTube and stream themselves I don't know, playing video games and make money. I, I've, I've tried everything. Someone actually said, hey, you should get on Telegram. I said, I was on Telegram. I got kicked off Telegram. <laughs> Listen, I've been kicked off Telegram, Facebook, Twitter. I've been kicked off of, I think I had an Instagram account, but that got deleted. I even tried like years and years ago, I used to try dating sites. I got kicked off of Bumble. I got kicked off of Tinder. I got kicked off of, it wasn't eHarmony. It was the other one. Match.com. I got kicked off. Why? Because people reported me because they didn't like that I was white. Literally. Somebody reported me because I was white and called me a racist for being white. I also got kicked off of all the... I'm back on Twitter. Back on Facebook. But I've been kicked off all those platforms. I mean, on Twitter, I just don't understand. No matter how many people I talk to, no matter how many people I reach out to, I, I can't seem to get more than a handful of people that follow me or people that can even see my posts. It's like everything I do is, is shadow banned. So I feel like I'm fighting an uphill battle, but I love what I do here on The Secret Teachings. I love bringing you this content, and it's not for people on the left or right. It's not for people that are up or down. It's not for people that are on a spectrum. It's for people that want to think. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're thinking. We're thinking about Obama's speech at Stanford. We're thinking about what Dr. Rand Paul said to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas about censorship. The government can't define what disinformation even is. And the government is the biggest propagator of disinformation. 
think Iran-Contra. High-level conspiracy. That involved the Bush administration and Ronald Reagan. Think all those spying programs under Bill Clinton. Think about how they used the FBI to, to spy on people. And that was way before George Bush. Or think about George Bush. Think about George Bush and the NSA spying. Think about George Bush and the lying, the weapons of mass destruction. Hell, think about the Hunter Biden laptop. One of the most prominent people who dismissed that outright and said, no, 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 that's just disinformation. That's all part of the, the Trump plan. That's all part of Trump's agenda. It turns out the woman who said that is actually going to head up the governance board on disinformation. Nina Jankovic. And I would play that creepy musical again where she's singing about disinformation, but I can't do that to you because I I don't hate you. I can't play that thing again. It sounds like some weird it sounds like some weird distorted Disney theme song she's singing. It's Mary Poppins, but she put it she put this disinformation song to a Mary Poppins tune. You know, it's almost like that if you watch that thing, it's almost like that TV show Evil where the girls are committing self-harm because they're listening to a a a song that underneath of the main audio is a subtrack that's telling the subconscious to commit suicide. Cut your wrists. Down for attention, across for results. I think it was. Down for attention, across for results. That's what that thing sounds like to me. That woman singing, it's disturbing. I can't play that for you. It's creepy. But this is the woman who spread a lot of disinformation. But she gets to now head up the disinformation governance board. I mean, she knows what disinformation is. She's a huge propagator of it. Maybe that's why she gets to run the board. She knows what it is. She can identify it. And this is the thing that if you honestly you just take a deep breath and you sit back and get, get rid of the, the whole you know ministry of truth and all those talking points, all the things that become hashtags and all the things that, that go viral. Just, just let's sit back for a second and think about what this stuff is. Not only is the Department of Homeland Security going to be accompanied by a disinformation governance board coming up with the best practices for handling disinformation, they're supposed to release a comprehensive quarterly report about the group's activities to Congress, including its oversight committees. Not only do we have this disinformation governance board run by someone who spreads disinformation, but the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, last week said that the Department of Justice is opening up a new office for environmental justice. Garland said that the OEJ will serve as the central hub for our efforts to advance our comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. Talk about a confusing, circular, Orwellian statement. Here's what the new office is going to do. This is according to CNN. 
Low-income communities and communities of color face larger risks from pollution and the impacts of the climate crisis, scientists and health experts have reported. More than 40% of Americans live in areas with unhealthy air quality, according to the American Lung Association, and people of color are the most harmed by it. The DOJ's Office of Environmental Justice is part of the Biden administration's strategy to prioritize environmental justice after the issue was largely ignored during the Trump administration. Garland said, In our environmental enforcement efforts, we will prioritize the cases that will have the greatest impact on the communities most overburdened by environmental harm. Communities of color, indigenous communities, and low-income communities often bear the brunt of the harm caused by environmental crime, pollution, and climate change. If you live in the United States of America, and you live in a city, I live on the outskirts of a city, you live on a, in a city, okay, there's going to be more pollution in the city because you're in a city. And if you monitor air quality in a city, it's going to be really bad. Look at California. Look at their strict environmental laws. Look how much smog is in and surrounding Los Angeles. You can see smog like 45 minutes out from that city. Because it's a large amount of people condensed into a small area. You leave Los Angeles, the air quality gets better quickly. I'm just outside the city here in Tucson, Arizona. I'm near the Tucson Mountain Park. And the air quality out here is is better. I'm like 25 minutes from downtown, maybe 20 minutes from downtown. And the air quality is already better. I go out a little further into the mountains. The air quality is pristine. Okay, it's the it's the the cities, the central hubs. That's where most people are. That's where most so-called minorities live. Although here in Tucson, I'm actually a minority. If you're in Philadelphia and white and you're straight, you're a minority. Most places, if you live in a city and you're white, you're a minority. Unless you live in the richest part of Seattle or the richest part of you know, most places, you know, you're a minority. And you're not a minority based on race. You're a minority based on wealth. So this new environmental justice arm of the Department of Justice is going to try to enforce environmental laws. Now, I thought the EPA was supposed to do that. I thought that this was an issue for the Environmental Protection Agency, which, by the way, the EPA Administrator Michael Reagan said, communities, in response to the OEJ, communities, particularly those with environmental justice concerns, deserve the assurance that their government will take vigorous enforcement action when polluters flout the law and jeopardize their well-being. I think that there's a bigger concern for minority groups, people of color, for their diets and their foods, as is the case for all of us, than the air quality. I mean, when you have black folks with some of the highest rates of diabetes, heart disease, you name it, and they're sick because of diet, why not focus on informing and maybe providing better options for the public, you know, subsidizing some green vegetables and subsidizing some grains. I mean, grains are already dirt cheap inform people how to prepare these foods instead of shopping at corner stores and literally living on processed sugar, salt, flour, 
and garbage. That's why people are sick. Air quality is an issue, sure, but air quality affects all of us. It doesn't just affect black people. And health, food, diet affects all of us. It doesn't just affect black people. But black people are disproportionately affected by that type of food. It's a cultural thing, too. So why don't we have some kind of food enforcement agency as well? How about the FDA and the USDA get together and they form a, a, a coalition to help black people get access to better food? You'll never see something like that because it's not actually about health. This is about cultural division, class warfare. This is classic Marxism. A disinformation board run by a woman who is a major propagator of disinformation and an environmental justice office in the Department of Justice to do things that we already have laws that need to be enforced in order to define solutions to problems. Like here in Tucson, this was in the newspaper a couple of weeks ago, there's laws that if you buy a lot and you want to build on it, you have to maintain 50%, uh, at least 50% of the local uh well, let's I basically the local floor. It's not really it doesn't f- look like floor around here. It looks like everything's dead. But you know, you can't just rip down uh, you know, fifty acres of saguaro cactuses. You have to keep most of that there. And there's laws about that, but they're just not enforced. So we don't need some environmental justice board. We just need people that will prosecute people that are breaking the law that is already in place. Funny story, actually, yesterday I was driving around town and I went to the gym and after the gym I decided to go to the the Ace Hardware store down the road because I wanted to get something that could hopefully try to keep my studio a little bit uh, cooler during the day because my computer is still on its last leg and it's shutting off more and more. So eventually this thing's going to die and, and we need to do that fundraiser we had two people already donate a few dollars for the show, for the fundraiser, for the computer. I just need to get a new computer. And I love Mac, but I might have to just go with a, with a PC and, and figure it out for, because it's a little cheaper. But I, need, I needed to keep the studio a little cooler, so I went to an Ace Hardware. I was walking into the Ace Hardware, and I saw a police officer standing there. And he had, uh, he had his vest on, and he was in the back of his, his uh, SUV. And I said, excuse me, are you on duty? And I'm sure cops, you know, are always on edge. So he kind of like looks at me funny. He's like, yeah, why? And I said, well, I just had a question to ask you. I said, what is the deal with all the homeless people and the people with their faces peeling off with the meth, attacking people and harassing people at gas stations here in Tucson? Because that's it's a big thing. It's, it's some of the gas stations. And funny enough, those are the gas stations. They actually lower the price of gas because they, they want to get people in there because there's just like a homeless camp in the parking lot. So he, he, he smiles and he says, he's like, welcome to Tucson, man. And I said, well, are you guys not doing anything about this? And he said, well, we can't. We can't do anything about it. I said, why can't you do anything about it? They're, they're harassing people. They're like, these are not even just homeless people. These are drug addicts. These are people that might not necessarily be homeless. These are drug addicts with their face peeling off, harassing and trying to get money from people at a gas station while they're pumping gas. And he says, we're not allowed. We can't, we can't do anything. I just had this conversation yesterday, so this is so fresh in my mind. He said, we're not allowed. We can't do anything. 
I said, what do you mean you can't do anything? What do you mean you can't do anything? I, you know, I was just kind of like, I asked that in a humorous way. Like, what do you mean you can't do anything? You're the police. I said, did the mayor tell you not to do this? And he smiles and he's like, well, we can arrest them. And we take them to processing. But once we take them to processing, the city just lets them go. And I said, for, for all of them, like, I get if someone's just like, hey, do you have a dollar? And you say no, and they move on. But like some guy came up to me and his, I swear to God, his face was the skin was peeling off his face. It's not from the heat. It's from the meth. And he's like, yo, man, you got you got some money, man. I need like a dollar or something. And he's like, he's literally it's like, I don't know, maybe he's on crack. He's like scratching his arm like the Dave Chappelle skit. Yo, you got any rocks? You know, he's got that like high pitched voice. <laughs> He had, a, he had a deep voice. He was like, he's like, yo, man, you got any rocks? You got any? He's, he's wanting money, okay? Because he wants to buy rocks or meth or whatever the hell these people are snorting, shooting up and, and, and putting in their bodies. And I said, I was like, no, man, I ain't got no money. What do you think? What do you makes you think I got money? I got barely paid to put gas in my car. Get the hell out of here. Go get a job, you lazy bum. That's what I yelled back at him. Because I learned living in St. Petersburg, Florida and Tampa when it used to be crime ridden that if you don't act like that, you get stabbed. You get robbed. So you got to give it back to them as hard as they give it to you. So the guy waves me off. I didn't have my gun with me. The next time that happens, though, I'm going to be like, yeah, I got a I got a couple bucks right here. Just lift up the shirt and be like, I got a couple bucks right here. You want it? Get away from me. So I know that makes me sound like I'm an a-hole. But unless you've been robbed or had your apartment broken into or people have tried to plant drugs and guns on you or you've had people come after you and try to attack you and try to try to do things to you, which I have had that experience until that happens to you, you don't really have a perspective on what crime is. Now, obviously, crime isn't as bad as they they make it out to be on the news. We're actually living in a very safe time. But I wanted to know why these homeless meth heads and these crack addicts weren't being rounded up and put somewhere to protect the rest of the people because that's what the police are supposed to do. And the guy tells me the city won't prosecute them. And then I said, well, let me ask you one last question. I said, were you told to stand down during the riots? And he said, which riots? And I thought, okay, fair, which riots? I don't know, there's a bunch of them. Uh, the riots like a year ago two years ago, the George Floyd riots and some other of the riots. And he smiled at me so big. He probably was, I would assume he was appreciative of someone actually was aware of that. He smiled at me and he just went like this. He smiled, a big smile. And he said, he's, he started to laugh. He's like, man, I can't confirm or deny that. And it kind of gives me a head nod. And I thought, okay, so what that means is police officers in Tucson, Arizona, this is about as far southwest in the United States as you can get without going to Mexico or into the ocean. And I was told by another police officer that literally they were told to stand down. He couldn't confirm or deny it. Stand down by the mayor, by the city government, and not arrest people who were rioting. Not prosecute people the prosecutors are refusing he told me that the prosecutors will not prosecute crime in tucson so it's no wonder we have higher crime rates here but if you go to the northeast where i lived in rochester new york i had a police officer and joe roop from lighting the void on the fringe fm joe roop can confirm this we were in the car together that police officer told me they were told to stand down by Mayor Lovely Warren 
the mayor of Rochester who actually got booted from office because of fraud, guns, drugs, and a number of other offenses, including child endangerment. And she told the police to stand down during those protests and riots. So why is a mayor in Rochester, New York, doing the same thing that a mayor in Tucson, Arizona is doing? Stand down, don't arrest people, don't prosecute crime. Because they want the cities flooded with crime. They want the, fl- the cities flooded with trash and garbage. They want people to feel unsafe. Why? Because when people feel unsafe and when things are dirty and when the roads are torn up and when there's homeless people with their faces peeling off trying to get money out of you at a gas station, you're scared. And then you continue to vote for people who tell you that they will get rid of the problem that they created. It's one big fat scam. That's how these people work. That's the problem that we have in cities like Tucson or cities like Rochester, cities like Portland. People don't get prosecuted. There's no repercussion for your action. So, of course, people can do whatever they want to do, and it doesn't really matter. If they get arrested or not, they're put right back on the street. So we need to enforce the laws that we have, is my point, that I started like eight minutes ago. We need to enforce the laws that we have. We have environmental laws here in Tucson. They're not enforced. We have environmental laws federally. They're just not enforced. We don't need an Office of Environmental Justice to isolate black people and say, we're going to help you with your environment. You think black people care about the air that they're breathing? White people don't care about the air that they're breathing. Most people don't even think about the air that they're breathing. Walk around, I see white people, black people, Asian people. People are vaping. They're smoking weed. People are inhaling smoke into their lungs all the time. They're not concerned about the environment. They're not concerned about the food that they eat. People aren't concerned about that kind of thing. But it sounds good. We're going to help communities of color get better air quality. You don't care about communities of color. You don't care about better air quality. If you did, you just enforce the laws that are already on the books. You don't need to make up a new office of environmental justice. If we just allowed people to have free speech, we wouldn't need a disinformation czar, a disinformation comrade to tell us what is acceptable free speech or not. Because that's not free speech. That's censoring and making you feel intimidated and doubting what you're going to say, so you self-censor. It's a little more sophisticated. You self-censor. I shouldn't post that because they might shadow ban me. I shouldn't post that because people might dislike it and report me. And decent, good people who aren't pieces of trash are the ones that self-censor self-censor and the people that are degenerates and lowlifes and people that don't really don't really care one way or another they'll they'll report you for for anything just to report you they use and abuse the open system and the whole thing deteriorates and it's not just the dhs's or the doj's new ministries. It's not just the Ministry of Disinformation Governance. It's not just the Ministry of Environmental Justice. It's also Joe Biden's new press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, replacing Jen Psaki, I believe, on May 13th. So today is May 10th, Tuesday, 2022. 
That'll be Wednesday the 11th, Thursday the 12th, Friday the 13th. That's kind of fun. Friday the 13th, Karine Jean Perrier will replace Jin Saki. But hey, Karine Jean Perrier, who who actually seems to have a, I mean, she might be a nice woman, so I'm not going to criticize her. I don't know what you know what what she's going to say or do, but she looks like she has the original. She has the original haircut that uh, the mayor of Chicago had, Lori Lightfoot, before it turned into Frankenstein uh, like hair. Uh, or it turned into like Adam's family hair or some weird, scary horror movie. I don't know what the hell is going on with that woman. I think she's an alien. So she, this woman's got the same kind of hair. And uh, apparently she's also been a an advocate for uh, disinformation. Now, I'm not going to read through all the details, but this woman has uh, spread a tremendous amount of disinformation too, just like Nina Jankovic. But she's the new press secretary. I mean, you can't find, how can these people, where are these people coming from? How are you finding these people? Where are you finding the 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 Jean-Pierre's and the Nina Yankovic's and the people that are just, they're so nakedly corrupt. They're so nakedly blackmailed. It's so, ob- and maybe that's the point. It's so obvious who's going to say anything because it's such a bold move, you know? It's basically, you know, me at a gas station. Some crackhead comes up. I mean, you got some money. I'm like, I got some money right here. I just lift the shirt up and they see the gun. Man, you got to get hostile, hostile. Well, you're getting hostile with me. You're in my space asking me for money. Get the hell out of here, you bum. That's what the government's doing. They're like disinformation board. They lift up their shirt. See that gun right there? They don't have to force you to say or to do anything. They don't have to force you to censor yourself. You'll actively self-censor. And an environmental justice board sounds really good. Oh, they're going to they're gonna make the air better for black people. What a terribly racist, bigoted thing to say. We're going to make the air better for black people. How about you make the air better for everybody? How about you enforce the laws that are already on the book? How about you go ahead and enforce what the EPA should be doing? You're concerned with environmental justice. Environmental justice should be something that affects all of us, not just black people. That's a sure sign that the people that are promoting this, the Attorney General and others, they're literally using black communities as pawns to advance their environmental agendas. Because otherwise, they can't get these these laws passed in Congress, so they want to circumvent Congress, like Bernie Sanders said. They want Joe Biden just to sign executive orders left and right. And they want the Supreme Court to be packed with justices that will vote the way they want them to vote. They just want to destroy democracy, destroy the republic, and they want to use the shell to carry out their agenda as this new corporate banking globalist state. And then there is no more free speech, free expression, free press, etc., etc., etc. That's what's really happening. But I guess that's probably going to be fact-checked and determined to be disinformation. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after Lighting the Void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So it's not just the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. It's not just the Department of Justice's Office of Environmental Justice. 20 state attorney generals are threatening to sue the federal government because they say that there is no statutory authority to create such a governance board of disinformation. We also have revelations that the Centers for Disease Control spied on Americans to see if they were complying with lockdowns. The CDC, according to a report from Vice, purchased tracking data for millions of Americans. They paid about half a million dollars for one year of data from a company called SafeGraph, which links up with app developers to harvest location data from people's phones. When people download the apps, they, of course, click Accept, 
terms and conditions, and therefore they share their location data. The company is linked to a former head of Saudi intelligence. It's also been banned from the Google Play Store for violating their terms and conditions on data collection. According to the documents obtained by Vice, the procurement request by the CDC for the data was labeled as, quote, urgent COVID-19. They said that it should be given priority. The documents outlined several, quote, potential CDC use cases for data, end quote, specifically listing, quote, the effect of large-scale anti-contagion policies on the COVID-19 pandemic, end quote, quote, examination of COVID-19 vaccination rates, mobility, dot, 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 at the county or sub-county level. This could also be applied to flu and mask use, end quote, and, quote, examination of the correlation of mobility patterns, data, and rise in COVID-19 cases, end quote. CDC document obtained by Vice admits that the data, quote, has been critical for ongoing response efforts, such as hourly monitoring of activity in curfew zones or detailed accounts, detailed counts of visits to participating pharmacies for vaccine monitoring. Centers for Disease Control purchased your data and then they use that data to track mask wearing, vaccination status, quarantines, and lockdowns. Where is the federal investigation into this? Does the CDC have the statutory authority or the moral authority to purchase your data and use it to track you to determine if you're abiding by their recommendations, which are not laws. I feel like somebody needs to go to jail for a very, very long time. I feel like some people at the CDC need to be brought before a congressional committee, and then they need to be detained in handcuffs and put into prison while they await their trial date. But that won't happen. That won't happen because the CDC, like the DHS and the DOJ, are now empty shells that are being used by foreign forces to dismantle what is left of the United States of America, it seems. CDC spied on Americans to see if they were complying with lockdowns. The Department of Homeland Security is now going to monitor disinformation. And the Department of Justice is going to try to make the air better for black people, they say. They have an environmental justice office within the DOJ now. And they're supposed to look at communities of color, mostly black communities, and they're trying to make the air in those places better for black people. You know, it could be that the air in some places like Los Angeles, Houston, Maybe those places have poor air quality because they're largely populated and incredibly dense. Houston's the biggest by square mile city in the country, but incredibly dense. So maybe we should focus on making the air better for everybody, not just black people. Maybe we should focus on making food, healthy food, more accessible to all people not just black people. 
maybe we should focus on allowing people to ask questions rather than on censoring people from asking questions because we determine that those questions are harmful or offensive. No question is harmful or offensive. Statements might be implying harm. If you're calling for violence, calling to kill somebody, or you're just being obscene. But statements otherwise are not harmful and they're not offensive just because you don't like someone's political view, you don't like someone's religious stance, you don't like someone's spiritual opinion. You don't like someone's take on a, on a topic, on an idea. What's offensive, what's dangerous, what's obscene is the censorship, the shadow banning, the bots, the algorithms, the blocking, the directing of your eyes toward what the corporate banking interests want you to look at. That's what's obscene. That's what's offensive. That needs to be stopped. We could say that needs to be censored. Yes, probably pornography should be censored. Yes, probably calls for violence and gore should be censored. It's not really censorship. It's more like decency. But having a conversation on Roe versus Wade and you don't agree and people want to censor you? I posted something on uh, social media on Twitter and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm totally shadow banned already on Twitter. I've got 99 followers in a week. I don't, I don't know how to use Twitter, honestly, but I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned because I posted a statement from the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court opinion decision back in 1973. I'll read it. I'll read it to you. It says some of the arguments for, you know, uh, uh, having abortion be legalized. Quote, argue that the woman's right is absolute and that she is entitled to terminate her pregnancy at whatever time and whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. With this, we do not agree. End quote. That's the majority opinion in Roe versus Wade. The Supreme Court does not agree that a woman has a right that is absolute to terminate her pregnancy whenever, at whatever time, whatever way, and for whatever reason she alone chooses. The Supreme Court said that's not a right. Yet people tout Roe versus Wade as a fundamental absolute right. It's not. Posting that apparently gets you shadow banned. Posting that apparently gets you in trouble. Even though it's from the Roe versus Wade decision that people on the extreme left want to see held in place. And then I have people, I had somebody message me and say, so you don't think women who got raped should have an abortion? And I said, what? whoa, 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 whoa. I posted the Supreme Court's opinion on Roe versus Wade from 1973. That's the opinion that gave you a quote-unquote right to have an abortion. What are you talking about? That's their opinion. See, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's, it's really difficult to not be part of a group. It's hard to not just be like, yeah, I'm a conservative. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Democrat. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Muslim. Yeah, I'm this. Yeah, I'm that. It's really hard to explain to people, I like to look at things on a circumstantial basis. I don't think I'm going to call on this radio show the Disinformation Governance Board of Ministry of Truth because I think that's misleading. 
I think it's misleading. It's 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 um can be interpreted as quite hyperbolic. I mean, that's what it is. It is a ministry of truth, but we should also know the actual name for it. Disinformation Governance Board. You can still call it a ministry of truth because that's what it is, but it is a governance disinformation board. The Office of Environmental Justice is just a racist attempt to use black people to advance an environmental agenda that isn't black. It's not even green. It's actually red. And the Office of Environmental Justice is just the Ministry of Sustainability. It's the Ministry of Sustainability. But that won't catch on because I'm not on the right or left. That hashtag won't catch on because the algorithm doesn't like that. CDC spied on Americans to see if they were complying with lockdowns. They spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of your money to buy your data. They literally used your money to buy your data and to track you in quarantine, lockdown, mass compliance, and vaccine compliance. Right here. Same thing happened in London. London Telegraph reported in late 2020 that spies from Britain's most secretive intelligence and security organization, Government Communication Headquarters, had embedded a cell within number 10 Downing Street in order to provide Prime Minister Boris Johnson with real-time information pertaining to the public's movements. And SAGE and the SPIB and using psychology to terrify the people in order to get them to comply. There's a whole overview of that in my book, The Technological Elixir. Now, the CDC is going to step further. The CDC thinks that they have the statutory authority to do anything they want to do. I know that because the CDC said, hey, you can't, you can't evict people. You have to let them, people stay in, 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 in their houses. And the Supreme Court said, excuse me, you do not have the statutory authority to issue an eviction moratorium overturned and the cdc said we can force you to wear a mask on all forms of transportation and then Catherine mazell said federal judge in florida you can't do that you didn't even go to congress to ask if you could get this authority because you don't have the statutory authority you can't define to the public the reason that they need to have these masks the cdc actually never dis- dis- explained why they just said pandemic well, that's not the reason why. You need to explain why. What, what, what is the purpose behind this mask where it's okay if you're, if you're eating to take it off, but not okay if you want to take a nap and you know, just want to take some deep breaths and relax. It's not okay to do that, but it's, it's okay to take it off if you're eating. So Catherine Kimball Mazell, Florida judge, she wrote this 59-page ruling, and people looked at it and said, she's anti-science. And they started making fun of her because they said, well, she was appointed by Trump and she's very young. And the American Bar Association said she wasn't qualified. Well, she wasn't qualified under the American Bar Association by the standard of most attorneys practiced for 12 years. She practiced for eight. So they attacked her on the base of her sex. They attacked her on the base of her accomplishments. They attacked her on the base of her politics. They never addressed what she said in the opinion. They never addressed the ruling. 
which is also funny because the ruling said that the court agrees that masks might actually be beneficial. The CDC just didn't follow the proper channels to institute the mandate. Read the 59-page ruling. I printed it. I read the whole thing front to back. The court actually agreed that the masks might probably work, but the CDC just needs to follow the right procedure. They didn't. They violated the American, or the American, excuse me, the Administrative Procedures Act, the APA, and they had no statutory authority. They won't tell you that, just like Roe versus Wade. They won't tell you that the opinion of the court in Roe versus Wade is that a woman does not have an absolute right to an abortion at anywhere, anytime, any place, whatever, whatever way she sees fit. That was the pro side of being pro-abortion in Roe versus Wade in 73. And Catherine Mizell said that masks probably do work. We just think that the CDC violated the law and they didn't implement it properly. So what does that mean? Everybody's pretty much wrong when they make their assessment of these things because nobody's reading a 59-page ruling. Who's reading Roe versus Wade? I've got a copy of it here because I'm a nerd. I've got, a whole, I've got the whole thing. Right here, I've got the opinion piece from Alito. I've got the, 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 the Supreme Court case of Casey in 1992. I've got the cases right here printed, big, thick cases. I spend probably I spent $10 printing Roe versus Wade out because I want to read it. I want it in my hands. I want to highlight it, and I want to see exactly what the court said. I'm not listening to Fox News. I'm not listening to CNN. I'm listening to what the words say when I read them. For myself. That's why I read this judge's 59-page ruling. I don't want to be doing that. I want to go outside and hang out with the saguaro cactuses. I want to take a walk in the park. I want to go to a movie. I don't want to sit and read a 59-page ruling from a judge in Florida about something that shouldn't have even been an issue at all, let alone for as long as it was to begin with. And now the CDC says, we don't care what the judge said. We have the authority to do whatever we want. So the CDC six days ago, officially reinstated its mask recommendation for travelers. That's what it was to begin with, a recommendation. And if you read the FAA statement, which I also have a copy of, the FAA statement said that if you opt out of it, you're opted out of it. You don't have to provide proof. You don't have to provide a form. You just tell them, I am opting out of this under the FDA's guidelines, under the CDC guidelines. Did that stop an airline from kicking my fiance off and preventing her from getting to her destination? No. Did her having a copy of the FAA's paper, the CDC's regulations, the law, did that stop them? No. She had a copy of the Civil Rights Act. She had a copy of the, the Cosmetic, uh, uh, Cosmetic Act, Food Drug Cosmetic Act. She had a copy of the, um, the airline's policy. She had a copy of the TSA's policy. Like all the, all the, She had everything. I print we got I got I got her everything. She still got kicked off the flight. Based on something that was illegal to begin with. Because the CDC thinks they're above the law just like the DOJ, just like the Department of Homeland Security, a Ministry of Truth, a Governance Disinformation Board, an Office of Environmental Justice, a Ministry of Sustainability, using black people as pawns saying we're going to make cleaner air for black people. We need new laws. No, you just need to enforce the laws you have and make clean air for everybody. And now the CDC is just defying the federal judge and saying, no, we actually want you to wear masks anyway. You notice they call it a recommendation. That's what it was to begin with because the CDC didn't have the statutory authority and they didn't even hold a public forum to see what the public thought 
They violated the law and they violated the Constitution. They violated your rights and you didn't do anything about it. And no one's going to do anything about it. One judge stood up and said, no, this is wrong. We agree masks probably work, but you don't have the authority to do this. And people called her anti-science for saying masks worked, which is very ironic from the left. The right said, she said this and that. But if you read the report, she actually agreed more with the left's stance on masking. So what am I supposed to believe? I read Roe versus Wade. I read Catherine Mizell's 59-page ruling. And it's totally different than what the left and right tell me. Everything, every perspective, everything that is presented by any part of the spectrum or the paradigm is always distorted because nobody goes and reads a 59-page ruling from a judge in Florida. Nobody goes and reads. Roe versus Wade was like 60-plus pages. Casey was like 117. Alito's opinion is like, I think that's over 60 pages. Nobody's going to read that. Who's, who, did, did anybody actually read the Supreme Court's draft opinion on Roe versus Wade? Although it's not on Roe versus Wade, it's about a law in another state. People actually think that the court is looking at Roe versus Wade saying, I don't know, we should probably overturn this. That's not how it works. Doesn't stop people from claiming it. Doesn't stop people from going out and protesting. Doesn't stop people from going out and rioting. Doesn't stop people from going out and breaking windows and turning cop cars over and screaming at people and attacking police. Doesn't stop the Antifa from rioting in Portland, in Los Angeles, in New York. It doesn't stop people from harassing and attacking people. It doesn't stop people from going to churches and demanding. Well, they don't even know what they're demanding. They're just going to churches and threatening pastors. They're attacking religious centers and threatening to attack religious sinners if Roe versus Wade is overturned. What does that have to do with anything? You're attacking people based on their religious views? This is, this is, a, this is a legislative issue. This is, this is a church issue. Literally because there is no constitutionally protected right to abortion. States get to make that decision. You as a voter get to determine that. You're going to attack churches? That's, that's what they're, they're pushing to do. Attack churches, that makes sense. And the CDC not only is defying the judge's orders, saying, oh, we, rec- we recommend it, we recommend it, we recommend it, recommend it, recommend it, recommend it. They also use your tax dollars to buy your data to spy on you to see if you were compliant. Compliant with what? Compliant with their demands. CDC DOJ and the D. H.S. Centers for Disease Control, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security. All of them just empty shells used to advance an agenda. Here's Barack Obama telling you about the agenda again. Stanford University Cyber Policy Center. Disinformation. What is disinformation, though, Barack Obama? He can't really tell us. He just says it's just disinformation. No one tells us that the window is blurred, subject to unseen distortions and subtle manipulations. All we see is a constant feed of content where useful, factual information and happy diversions and cat videos (laughs) flow alongside lies, conspiracy theories, junk science, quackery, white supremacist, racist tracts, misogynist screeds, And over time, we lose our capacity to distinguish between fact 
opinion, and wholesale fiction. Fact, opinion, wholesale fiction. Very true statement, though, nonetheless, because we do lose our ability to determine the difference. Because when an accredited person, accredited by a university, accredited by their political office, accredited by a media outlet, tells you something, doesn't have to be a fact, it's an opinion, but since it has credit, then that opinion becomes a fact. And when someone who is not accredited, like myself, sits here and tells you Johnson & Johnson vaccines cause blood clots, Months and months and months and months and months and months ago because I read the CDC reports and the the adverse reaction reports. And now, just, just the last few days, we've heard more reports that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is no longer going to be in production. Why? Because it caused blood clots. Although we were told that's false information. So what exactly is false information? Safe and effective, safe and effective, weapons weapons of mass destruction, Iran-Contra. What is disinformation? What is a fact? What is an opinion? They're blurring the lines between fact, between opinion, and between wholesale fiction. It's not an organic process. It's an industrialized, mechanized process. They're blurring the lines so you can't distinguish fact from opinion from fiction. So that we stop caring, like Obama said. That's the whole point. You stop caring. You stop asking questions. You don't care anymore. You turn over your brain and let other people think for you. Because you can trust CNN. You can trust Fox News. How can we trust any of these people when Fox News, Newsmax, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Post, the L.A. Times, the Washington Post, BuzzFeed, and so on and so forth took money from the federal government to push vaccines without providing any kind of dissent in the discussion. They took hundreds of millions of dollars. Congress had appropriated $1 billion in 2021 for the Secretary of Health to spend on activities to strengthen vaccine confidence in the United States. Hundreds of millions of those dollars were given to Fox News. That's your conservative God. And CNN, your liberal God. And MSNBC, the liberal demigods. The LA Times, the Washington Post, you know, the one that said we shouldn't have oligarchs controlling the news, but it's owned by the second richest man in the world. These are all the companies, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter, BuzzFeed, which is just, I can't stand BuzzFeed, like Vice. All of them. I don't know about Vice, but the rest of them I mentioned, Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Newsmax, they all took money from the federal government to promote vaccines as a corporate product basically cheerleading for a corporation. And I thought people on the left especially, they hated corporations. They wanted corporations to pay taxes. But no, they love Pfizer. They love Johnson & Johnson. They love Disney. Disney doesn't have to pay their taxes. They're Disney. Pfizer doesn't have to tell us the truth. They're Pfizer. They're trying to help us, damn it. Not only do we have a disinformation governance board and a ministry of sustainability 
That's a slogan. That's a hashtag. That won't catch on. I made it up right here on the show. That won't catch on, though, because it's not politically expedient. It's not coming from the left or the right, so it won't catch on. A ministry of truth, a ministry of sustainability. CDC using their authority to spy on Americans using taxpayer dollars. The CDC, not the NSA, folks, the CDC spied on Americans to see if they were compliant with their recommendations. Isn't that creepy? And Barack Obama gave that speech to Stanford on the 21st of April. You know what happened four days later? Four days later, Elon Musk only buys Twitter. Elon Musk buys Twitter, and people start talking about disinformation, 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 whoa, 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 disinformation. Where were you when Facebook was censoring conservatives? Where were you when Twitter was censoring conservatives? Where, where were you when all that was happening? Well, that doesn't exist, though. And so right after Elon Musk buys Twitter, which I'm not interested in talking about the, the, the different components of that, a declaration for the future of the internet was signed. Do you know about that? A declaration for the future of the internet. It says 55 countries signed this, by the way. 55 people, 55 countries. The United States became 56. There were 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. Does anybody find that interesting? 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. When a long train of abuses, you know the rest. 56 signers to the Declaration for the Future of the Internet, which says we are united by a belief in the potential of digital technologies to promote connectivity, democracy, peace, the rule of law, sustainable development, and the enjoyment of human rights and fundamental freedoms. As we increasingly work, communicate, connect, engage, learn, and enjoy leisure time using digital technologies, our reliance on an open, free, global, interoperable, reliable, and secure Internet will continue to grow. Yet we are also aware of the risks inherent and that reliance and the challenges we face. You can read the whole thing. It's two and a half pages long. Declaration for the Future of the Internet, signed by 56 countries, just like the Declaration of Independence. So you trust corporations and big banks that want a cashless society and a social control grid. You trust them with cryptocurrency. You trust them with blockchain, which is supposed to be independent. Probably one of the biggest Trojan horses, ultimately. You'll, you'll see. You'll see. It's a Trojan horse. It's all a Trojan horse. Your cryptocurrency, thinking Elon Musk buying Twitter is a good thing, even if it is, the system will use that to create opposition and spread even more disinformation through their Department of Homeland Security, their Department of Justice, their CDC, these big husks, these agencies that use your money to spy on you, to censor you, and to tell you that as a white person, you don't deserve clean air. Only black people deserve clean air. Literally, that's what the DOJ is saying. That you, you, black people need clean air. White people already have clean air. I mean, we've crossed the threshold of absolute insanity. If we allow the DOA, uh, DA, DOJ and the DHS and the CDC to do this, and we allow 55 other countries and the United States to declare what the future of the Internet is, that means censorship. That means you don't get to speak. You don't get to protest. You don't get to freely publish information. It's tightly controlled from the top down. Ministry of Truth, Ministry of Sustainability, Department of Peace. We've never been at war with COVID-19. We've always been at war with Russia. 
the Orwellian nightmare will continue to unfold. A lot of it under the green agenda. And remember, green is the new red. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Stay tuned to The Fringe FM and any other network you're listening to this show on. 98.1 KPFV, Pahrump, Nevada. Ghost 99 Radio and others. Gable at yahoo.com. TheSecretTeachings.info. Please buy a book. Please subscribe. I'm begging you. You don't support us. We don't stay on air. www.TheSecretTeachings.info. Stay safe. Stay informed. Stay healthy. Tomorrow night, we have a guest coming up here on The Secret Teachings. Our good friend Mike D. will also be co-hosting with us for a roundtable interview. We have Brittany Venti on the broadcast. We also have Derek Murphy coming on Thursday. And Friday, I have, I think, a fun show planned. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast.